This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia on May the 14th, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au Gospel according to John chapter 14. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. So today, as I mentioned at the beginning of worship, is the second part of our series on the road with Jesus and where we're dwelling in Luke chapter 24. And last Sunday, I introduced you again, those uh, people who are members here at St Paul's received this in a mail out the week before. This is um, dwelling in the word and particularly in, in Luke 24, 13 to 35, those disciples making a journey on the road to Emmaus. Now there are some more copies of these uh, just that in the foyer, so um, if you haven't got one of these, you can pick up a hard copy um, as you leave the church today. That story of those disciples on the road to Emmaus. Last week, as we began this journey with them, we met disciples who had hit a big barrier on the road. They'd hit the skids, and their trouble was that Jesus had been crucified. Well, maybe that wasn't a trouble at all. They'd heard reports of women who went to the tomb and who had been met by angels and they announced that Jesus was alive, but they hadn't seen Jesus. So these disciples are there standing on the road, looking downcast, and Jesus comes amongst them and they don't recognise him. And we explored a little bit um, of those standstills that we come to in life, a crisis, perhaps a time of grief, anxiety, deep hurt. And as the risen Lord Jesus came to those disciples, we recognised too that he comes to us. And particularly last Sunday, we focused in on Jesus coming to them in that place where they, where they are, where they were, and first of all, listening, listening to them, listening to their story, as we heard um, some weeks ago when we had a, held our service of um, uh, lament and hope. Did you have an opportunity in this past week to listen? 
Did you have an opportunity to listen to God? And did you have an opportunity to listen to another, I wonder? May I encourage you to consider those opportunities as they come to you this week. A huge gift you can bring by listening someone into free speech that they can share their story. Be encouraged in that. Today we listen again to God. And we hear in the story as it continues in Luke 24, these words. Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to those disciples the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly saying, stay with us because it's almost evening and the day is nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him. Jesus teaches the disciples on the road. He stays with them and feeds them in the meal, doesn't he? And here's the rub. Their eyes are open. They said to each other, weren't our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he opened the scriptures to us? It's a wonderful transformation that Luke describes here um, that takes place for those disciples who'd been standing still not recognising Jesus as he comes, first of all, to listen to them in the, in the place where they stand still, but then to move, let's move forward, let's go on, and let's go on together, Jesus says. And on the road he teaches them, and their hearts burn. Their hearts burn as he opens the scriptures to them. And this, dear friends in Christ, is the adventure that God promises for you and for me and for us as community also. Like those disciples back then, we know what it is to face barriers in life, at least from time to time, I think. Like those disciples back then, we don't have all of our stuff together all of the time. At least I don't. But the risen Lord Jesus is with us. He promises this and he is faithful. So, dear friends in Christ, are you ready? Are you ready to go on this journey with Jesus? Let's pray. Dear Lord, we know that um, you're already with us on this journey, but as we uh, gather this day together, we pray that you would pour out your spirit as uh, we come into your presence as you journey with us so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts may be pleasing to you this day. Amen. Life on the journey. Well, in my life, I've been blessed by people who on that journey have taught and shown me Jesus. Can you think of someone Hands up if you can think of anyone in your life who's done the same. The Jen, thank you. Good. Yes, I think we, I pray we might all be able to do that. On this Mother's Day, I can joyfully say, hand on heart, 
that my mum, although she wasn't large in stature, although she wasn't a, you know, a power broker in the world, she did seven years of schooling, as was the case in, in her growing up times in rural um, South Australia, she taught me Jesus. She rocked me in the faith. And I am so blessed by someone who showed me Jesus on the way. Today I want to encourage you who are mums, who journey in life with kids, maybe with grandkids, maybe with great-grandkids even, to do the same thing. And I'm sure you do. In fact, we can all do this for others in our lives, I think. Many of the people that I think of when I put my hand up to say, yes, people showed me Jesus on the journey. Many of those people weren't people in my family, for example. What a gift they are to me and to my heart and my life. And maybe you can think of others too. I want to encourage you to know that you can be exactly the same for someone else. If any of you have a mum, a grandmum, a great-grandmum even, maybe an aunt or another person in your life with whom you are close, may I encourage you today to encourage them, assure them that Jesus is on this journey with them too. Because we're all on a journey. As a congregation, as a community, we're on a journey. God is calling us forward. And part of that call forward occurred last week when we gathered together as a community of faith and we called Sue into this pastoral role. And today we get to celebrate that as we did at the start of service with the good news that she accepted that call. We're on a journey. It won't be long, we think and pray and trust, that there'll be all sorts of building works going on here. And uh, next Sunday we'll ponder that a little bit further, what it is to be on that journey. But I want to encourage you to know that Jesus is with us on the journey and it's an, an adventure, as Sue keeps reminding me, and thank you for, for doing that, Sue, that we go on together with Jesus on the road. I am with you. I am with you always, he says. He promised this when you and I were baptised. So are you, are we ready to go on this adventure road wherever it is that Jesus might be calling us to. And as you're on that road with these disciples who head towards Emmaus, do you know the scriptures? Do you know Jesus in the scriptures for you? Do you recognise him for you in those scriptures? As the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus promises in our gospel reading, brings these scriptures alive for us by pointing us to this same Jesus. I know from my own devotional life just how hard a struggle that can be sometimes and how easily I can miss Jesus on my, in my day-to-day -day happenings. How about you? Do you find that too sometimes? So for the next few minutes, I'd like to encourage you in some of the opportunities that there are for you and I to grow in our faith. And to grow in our faith as part of this community of faith, so that we together can hear the call of Jesus, to be taught by him on the road, and to follow him where he leads on this adventure. Hand on heart, are you growing in your faith life? And through your faith, 
and you're growing in that space, are you traveling down the road where Jesus might be leading? Perhaps for someone else too. So today at St Paul's, as I say, I just want to share with you a few opportunities that you might have here on a regular basis to grow in that faith and understanding. First of all, as I welcome you to worship, please know that this is a wonderful place where we, where we grow in faith. Here we hear the word, and not only hear the word, we respond with the word. Our liturgies um, bring us both to listen to and to speak and to enact the word of God. Be encouraged in your worship life. Be encouraged to in various devotional opportunities that you have in life. Some people I know tap into the daily LCA devotions. Anyone do that? They send an email overnight and you have a look at it in the morning perhaps and that's a good way to do it. Some people use things online. Um, I know Kathy Beaton and I are big uh, lovers of Lectio 365. Lectio 365 is, a, is one of many uh, devotional uh, things that happen online. And I, I want to get you ready for a lovely devotional resource that um, one of our pastoral assistants, Trina, and a few others are working on that we'll use in our St Paul's website. In a, it will be starting soon. Uh, and I'm very, very encouraged by this, and I'm going to tell you more about it as we get closer to unveiling this. Because I'm a big uh, uh, fan, if you will, of good online resources where we can act, react with one another and interact with one another. There are so many places online, it seems, which take us down rabbit holes which are not helpful, which are not helpful for anyone, let alone uh, for us as Christians. So um, I want to encourage you to know that we're, we're uh, presenting something to you very, very soon. I've mentioned dwelling in the Word and um, there are the sheets available for you to, to pick up as you go along. In a few uh, months' time also, we'll be running a course called um, Living as a Lutheran. We'll be working through this resource, God for Us, and we'll tell you more about that as that one's coming up as well. Today, David's already mentioned fish. There are all sorts of things that just happen in our rhythms of life. There are things like fish and safe house, our young adults group, thank you to those people that lead, that lead that, and small groups. There are just so many places that if we want to pick up scripture together and grow in it uh, that are available to us. And there are some other ones that I mention up there as well. One of those that I'd like to introduce to you today with the help of David Paik is something that's called focused living. And David, can I invite you to to pop up and join me ever so briefly. And as David comes forward, as Chris celebrates uh, Mother's Day today, yesterday David and Chris celebrated their 45th wedding anniversary. So can, can we celebrate that as well? So. so it's really good that you turned up today, David. Thank you. Just in time. Just in time, well done. Um, so focused living. Dave, I'm wondering if you might um, tell us something about what focused living is and why we might uh, want to learn about it. I thank you for this opportunity and for your indulgence, St Paul's. I'm going to stick to script here, particularly for this first bit, because in talking to Neville uh, over previous weeks in preparation, um, the synergy between focused living and the 
the Luke 24 text that's been the theme um, for our sermons is very strong. How many times in our adult lives do we ask, where are you, God? Where are you? We feel alone and deserted. Where is the God of our Sunday school and confirmation lessons? Our lives have grown more complex. We face significant adult challenges and those beautifully simple answers no longer satisfy. Don't get me wrong. Sunday school and confirmation are vital in our, in our growth and in our journey, in our lifelong learning. But life can be very confusing, as it was for the disciples on the road. What has just happened? Was this what we expected? It was so good when we were with Jesus, when Jesus walked with us. But where is our Jesus now? Our life stories, as painful or confusing or ordinary even as they may feel, are in fact being woven, moulded and shaped, written as masterpieces, as we read in Ephesians, the poema of the Lord God of the universe. Poema. So as baptised children of God, Jesus continues to walk the road with us, often without us knowing or even feeling it. Focused living provides an opportunity to intentionally revisit our life story, to grow in this understanding that the Lord has always been there, holding us, calling us to grow into the persons he's created us to be. And that even the ordinariness of our lives, or even our confusion, great transitions in our lives, even pain, and even our woundedness, especially our woundedness, will be used by him in the masterpiece, the poema that is our life. This is the gospel at work in us and through our lives, blessing those around us, those we do life with. And our God calls us forward with his spirit, encouraging, comforting and guiding us. In John 14, the spirit of truth who abides with us and in us, this spirit guides us. Thanks, Dave. That uh, gives us a really uh, good um, start, starting place. So you and Chris um, are doing some wonderful work and thank you for your leadership in this space. Um, it, it's got a, a history uh, with us at St Paul. Mm. Some people will be familiar. Um, would you like to tell us about that and a little bit more about the specifics of it? Focused Living was first done here in, uh, at St Paul's back in Alan Hepner's time. That's when Chris and I did it in around 1996, um, along with a significant number of St Paul's members, some of whom were used as mentors in our course last year. So Focused Living is a course of six sessions where we seek to grow as adult disciples, where we clarify our calling through an intentional process of biblical reflection, of prayer and discussion, and with the support of a personal mentor between the sessions, between those uh, six sessions. 
Last year, the participants met on a Saturday morning, starting with breakfast, and then Chris and I, as registered focused living facilitators, we, we worked through the focused living course material together with the group. So we met for six sessions, um, over a period, each three weekly, over a period of about five months. We've got a slide coming up now, which gives a bit of an overview. Is that what you wanted me to go on to next? You can do that. And I'm just, as, as we segue there, what, um, one of the people that uh, did the course last year was Christine Sint. And Christine was kind enough to put some thoughts down on how focused living has made a difference for her and her life. Some of these are available as people leave this morning, um, just in the foyer of the church. So what you see on the screen is sort of a scaffold of, of the course. So there are three key questions that we will ask that help to clarify our callings. Where have you been? And you can see, you may be able to see in the fine print there, it says that's where we develop our own personal timeline. A very, very powerful tool. Those of you who are involved in management in the secular world, the power of our story is huge. It shapes who we are. And for us as disciples, it's wonderful. And focused living explores this. Then we look at where we are going. So we look at this idea of a calling. And who can help us to get there? It says personal mentors there, but it's also a community of faith. The next slide. Clarity for the future starts with taking a look backwards. So that's the first part of the course is the top there, a look backwards. Then we look within at core values. We look up, the call to be, not to do, but to be. Alan Hefner, I'm sure he got it from somewhere else, but I keep quoting it as his quote. Um, he said, authentic doing is always preceded by authentic being. The being, authentic being is first and the doing follows. We've so often got that round the other way. We value, I value myself by what I do. I'm a human being, not a human doing. Surrender, the source of our strength. For people of faith who walk with the risen Christ, whose spirit lives within us, abides with us, that is a super source of strength. And then, of course, the compass, a guide for future directions. Is there another slide? I'm not sure. No, just go back. That's for Nev. Thank you. So, um, we are hoping to uh, start a young adults group shortly um, and then a second group later in the year. More details will come on that. So our invitation to you is to prayerfully consider whether focused living might be for you at this time in your life, for whatever reasons. We prayed last year in the lead up to the course that the Lord would bring the right people and we had a wonderful group of people and mentors who found the, the uh, whole focused living scaffold course very, very helpful in their, um, in their lives in terms of the uh, questions that we've just put on the screen. So, God bless you as you consider whether that, amongst the many opportunities to grow as disciples here at St Paul's, whether focused living might be for you.
Thank you, David. Would you thank David for joining us today? Thank you. Bless you. Yeah, perfect. Thanks to David and Chris for their leadership, to people like Sue and Andrea um, behind the scenes, to all of the mentors and people who are involved in focused living. Jesus does teach us on the road. And I'm going to encourage you to reflect on, do you hear him? What might you do to listen more attentively to his voice for you in these days? We heard in our gospel reading Jesus say, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be with you, will be in you. Jesus dwells with us. He dwells with us in his house today in the physical and spiritual home we share, where he hosts us as we travel the road. And he bids us to come here and to find rest as he feeds us with the bread of life. And he teaches us the way as we make our way on life's road. This is my son, the father says to you today, listen to him. Grow in your knowledge, growing in your faith. With eyes being opened, go confidently then on your way and do likewise for others who you walk with yourselves. And the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen. Let's just sit for a moment with our Lord and uh, reflect on these questions or on what we've just heard. I will.